Welcome to the Small Business Show. Join us as we have candid conversations with entrepreneurs and experts in the industries to uncover the wisdom and strategies for running a successful business. The Small Business Show is the official podcast of Garuda Promo and Branding Solutions. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Small Business Show. I'm your host, Swai Ho, the promo guy. Today, my guest is Eric Lister from P3 Cost Analyst. This is my one of my favorite topics because we are going to talk about how to save money. You know, everyone wants to know about that too. But then I'm going to ask Eric some question and he has a good answer for it. Are there any unknown costs that we don't know of that we should pay attention to? And with that, you know, welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you. Thank you so much. Who who doesn't love saving money, Swire? Right? <laughs> Eric, before we start, would you mind to give us a little bit background um, about yourself and you know some of the work that you, you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I've spent 20 plus years um, in corporate America. Um, and recently, however, over the past year, um, I took the leap into business ownership and um, started my own business as a franchisee with P3 Cost Analysts, helping people truly identify unknown costs and putting those unknown costs savings back into their budget. Okay. So let's start with a heavier question first. You know, sure. the main reason a business fail, like we don't want to talk about that, but then obviously, you know, something that we got to pay attention to so we don't end up failing. So in your opinion, what's the main reason for a business that, that, that fail? Yeah, definitely throughout my career and, and also in working with businesses, you know, for 20 plus years, um, one of the biggest things that I've, I've noticed um, for the reason for failure is the lack of um, growth mindset. So the unwillingness to listen, the unwillingness to be wrong, the unwillingness to admit that we don't know everything. And that can be a challenge for a lot of business owners, a lot of executives, um, and that's a challenge. And that leads to, um, to, to failure in, in a lot of different areas. And what I found, Swire, is that if you don't choose a growth mindset, there will come a time where you are forced to have a growth mindset. So it's important to be willing to, number one, again, understand that, hey, I don't know everything. And even if I think I'm an expert, um, you know, I should involve others. You know, when you look at the greatest athletes, the greatest musicians, the greatest business minds, um, the greatest scientists, et cetera, generally they have mentors or they have coaches or they have others that bring different um, ideas and that helps them to, uh, to grow. And so when you don't have a growth mindset, you have a closed mindset, um, you're really limited um, and you run the risk of uh, running into these cost issues um, that, that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I like that idea, you know, but 
what we normally think as a small business owner is, you know, we need to do everything ourselves. We know right. everything ourselves. Uh, you know, we don't like to get help. We, we think that we could figure it out. You know, I, I just tune into uh, YouTube University. I could learn to do anything really. But then if you looked at, you know, like you uh, get the example, we just uh, finished the Olympic game, right? Yeah. So all the top athletes in the world uh, have a coach. They have a team of expert. They have a, you know, personal uh, physical therapist, you know, they have their coach, they have maybe they uh, actually fly over a cook over there. So it takes a team to make something at the top level. So yeah. let's put it this way, you know, if a professional athlete needs that, you know, a business owner, especially if you look at high achieve uh, individuals, entrepreneurs, they all have a team behind them, they might not talk about them, but they definitely cannot do it all by themselves. That's correct. Yeah, I love that thought process. And you, you said it perfectly. Um, you have the Olympians and, and again, other athletes and other professionals. It doesn't hurt to listen and to involve others that might, might just happen to know more or provide you a different way of, of looking at something that will boost your business and, and help it exponentially. Okay. Yeah, let's dive into uh, some cost savings, right? You know, that's what people are tuning in for. So you mentioned that there are some unknown costs for business owners. So obviously, if I think the obvious will be, you know, I can pay less for rent, or I could, you know, buy cheaper from my vendor. Uh, is this the cost savings that we're talking about? Or are you looking at it a deeper angle for uh, in terms of cost savings? Yeah, I think I think the operative word here, Swire, is the word unknown. And that's really the challenge. Again, it goes back to that growth mindset is being willing to believe or understand that there are unknown costs that you're just not aware of. You know, when you think of um, a big iceberg out in the ocean, um, all you can see is the top, you know, one third, but there's two thirds that are that is under the water that you can't see. And so with respect to unknown costs that, that we're talking about, um, it really ties into um, vendor errors. So for example, your utilities, your waste and recycling, your merchant processing, your uniforms and linens, your, um, your um, property taxes, and other, other expenses that are non-payroll related, um, that just get paid every month without any scrutiny. Generally, the bills come in, and if it looks right, then guess what? You just pay it. Um, because if you don't pay it, then two weeks later, your, your power gets turned off, right? And so um, what, what I want to make sure of, this is due to no fault of your own. This is not your fault. Unfortunately, again, Vendors make mistakes. So for example, your bills aren't written for you to understand. If you've ever uh, really taken a look at your bills, I'm not talking about the summary, but the actual detail of the bills, it's a different language. <laughs> it requires absolute experts or those that work for your vendor to truly understand what it says. And so we have numerous examples of how vendors have, have made mistakes. And I'm not singling out, you know, uh, these individuals and saying that it's malicious, 
But there are situations, for example, uh, we've had clients where our experts have gone in and conducted their forensic analysis and identified these unknown savings, for example, where they're paying call waiting, long distance, call forwarding, and more on their emergency phones and their elevators. Why do you need that, right? Or a building has been um, literally demolished and it's now a parking lot, but you've still been paying on those phone lines that were in that building, you know, 10 years ago. Or you might be on the wrong tariff in your uh, electricity or, or your gas bills. And there are thousands of tariffs. How do you know which one is really the one that you should be on? So even when you say, well, our contract is good or our pricing is good, it, cost isn't always about pricing. It isn't about always about negotiating. For example, in merchant processing, there are three different categories that determine ultimately what your cost is. And only 15% is associated with pricing. So just saying that, hey, I negotiated a great rate um, and I'm, I'm great doesn't mean that you truly are um, cost effective. And that's where we come in. We're, we're concerned to make sure how do you know 100% that you are cost effective and that your bills are accurate? Um, and there are just a myriad of Again, examples in the waste and recycling and shredding industry, it's not regulated. There are over 14 fees associated with waste and recycling. Well, how do you know which ones are actually pertinent? Some are, without a doubt, but there are some that are not. And you're, you're paying that money month in and month out, year in and year out, you know, for years and that adds up. And that's money that could be put back into your budget to be used in, in other ways. But again, going back to that growth mindset, just having the willingness to admit that, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe there are errors that we're not, not aware of. Um, and again, I want to reiterate, it's not your fault. It's not your accounts payable department's fault. Um, it's your vendors. I think... Thinking deeper, you know, while you're giving, you know, us all the wonderful example is if we are negotiating the uh, the deal, right, on the first, let's say, couple of months, we're looking at the bill like a hawk, right? We, you know, we're saying if anyone's is cheating us or are there any fees that are the ordinary. I think the key point I, I wanted to say is the recurring bill, the bill that you're seeing it, you're so used to it. You see it every month. It's about the same amount, right? So right. you don't really pay attention. You say, oh, okay, just pay it. You know, it's again the same fee. I just pay it. It's just uh, in line with what we pay monthly. But then what are you really paying? Do That's you right. need to use what it is in the bill? So I think sometimes as a you know busy small business owner, you forget that what you're paying, like, you know, it's bill is, you know, you're paying another X amount of dollar. But are you using all the service? Are you... You know, like you said, and I want you to uh, explain more too. Uh, am I really needing 
those services. Uh, yeah, I'm paying it. I, I might be able to afford it, but could I be using those potential savings to do something else that could grow my business? Would you agree? You know, some is that what you know you help client to do is you know and ask questions to. Is this something that you actually use? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our forensic auditors, as they do their analysis, you know, and we identify errors. Um, we are going to bring that back to you. And not only are we going to identify these errors, but we're going to fix them with the vendor. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely going to get to your point in just a second, but time is so critical to you. You want to spend your time doing what you do best and what's going to drive your revenue. Why spend your time spending hours and hours on the phone trying to figure out, you know, if your your bill is accurate when you could be doing other things? And that's where we come in. So we're going to we work for you. You know, the vendors, they don't work for you. They 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 are a for profit business. And so they're not going to tell you if there's an error you're going to have to find that. And so we're going to identify that, bring it to you, and you're going to give us the thumbs up to then go correct that with the with with the vendor. Again, saving you time and money and it's just you don't have to worry about that. But getting getting to your point, we're also going to provide you with recommendations. Hmm. And there might be other opportunities outside of just simply errors in the bill. Um, there may be opportunities with different vendors or services, again, as you mentioned, that you just simply don't need. Yeah, it's just so many to think of. Like you said, you know, I do you really want to sit and I'll be on hold for 45 minutes just to <laughs> figure yeah. out an error? You know, I'll sometimes, you, you know, I'll give you a quick example. Um, okay. I recently helped a, a charter school um, that was being overcharged on their natural gas bill. Now, they had been overcharged for years and years and years. Well, guess what? Even through their efforts, they didn't find it. We found it. So we identified that they were being overcharged. And then our uh, forensic analyst, they were the ones that literally spent hours on the phone with the gas provider and also the the state tax commission to get that those refunds back to the school and back into their budget so that as you said it could be used for other things uh, to benefit the lives of the students and the taxpayers how often would you suggest uh, a business to you know look over you know uh, potential savings and uh are there more unknown uh, causes out there than, you know, because as we go on, you know, as you get bigger, uh, hopefully growing your business, then there will be more uh, things for savings than if you just started out. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. So what we found, so we've been around since 1991 and we've conducted 30,000 plus of these forensic audits. And what we found, Swire, is that 90% of the time, so nine out of 10 times, we find errors. So we find these savings. 
Now, each category is different. For example, in waste and recycling and uniforms and linens uh, and, and, and print, managed print, we find 30 to 40% savings on average. Um, in other areas, we may find three to 5%. In other areas, you know, 20 plus percent or 15%. But all, if, if you combine it all, we, we generally save um, an organization 20 to 30% um, in these categories um, as we conduct our audits. So it is important. It isn't something to just put off and think that, hey, again, we're, we're good or I've got a good team. Um, but it, the question you have to ask, and again, goes back to that growth mindset is, you know, are we experts? Do we have the time? And if the answer is no, then you definitely need to bring in somebody to take a look at it um, to make sure that you're cost effective and you're efficient and that you don't have errors um, in, in your bills. So do you suggest that, you know, whenever there is significant or should we do it every year, you know, when we file, you know, our taxes, you know, or how often do you suggest yeah. a business to go over their, the costs? So it's, it's interesting. Savings is an all the time thing. I love Vince Lombardi and he talks about winning. And he has this wonderful quote that says winning is an all the time thing, not a sometime thing. And if you're in business, you're in business to win. Um, whether you are a for-profit or a non-profit organization, I'm sure you're in business and you want to optimize every dollar and you want to get rid of unknown costs. And so it is an all the time thing. And so our services, um, we actually conduct monthly um, audits to make sure that you are effective every month, not just a one-time thing. Because how often, Swire, do these errors occur? Well, they they may occur, you know, in month 10 or month 30 or month three, even after you've conducted your initial audit. And so you want to, again, stay consistent and um, conduct it um every month okay that's very interesting that that sure give us a lot to think about and i want to switch topics for a little bit and i think this is a first on the small business show you know i, I would like you to tell a uh, t a little bit more about what you do when you're not working eric you know what is your hobby and your passion and uh and then you know we're going to discuss more of how to stay healthy as a business owner yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it can't be, um, you know, it, it can't be misstated uh, how important just physically keeping yourself healthy is. And, you know, we've recognized that here over the past several, uh, you know, several months with respect to the pandemic. And, um, you know, I have a passion for fitness and, and, and I have, you know, competed in some natural bodybuilding and natural powerlifting through the years. And during the pandemic, when the gyms closed, um, you know, not being able to work out really impacted me, not just physically, but also mentally and um, in, in emotionally and other ways. And so I think it's just important to make sure that you, you make that a priority um, 
in, in your life. It doesn't have to be grueling. It doesn't have to be that I'm going to run an, an Ironman or, or compete in a show or anything like that. Um, but I went out and, and, um, and put together a garage gym so that I have that just in case, you know, in the future gyms are closed as well. But I can, I have no excuse. I can go out at any time. And I do that first thing in the morning after some study and personal study, I go out and, 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 you know, get a good sweat on. And that really starts my day out right. It clears my mind. And, you know, I don't think I need to talk about all the benefits of, of keeping yourself physically fit or, or putting yourself in a, in that um, position. But um, it definitely has helped me in my business um, to be able to start out each day with a good workout and, um, it just prepares my mind, um, to, to start the day, right. Well, I think another thing I, I would like to point out is, you know, with the pandemic, you know, we all, you know, on zoom, right. We are by a computer a lot, you know, so a lot of the business owner and executive, uh, that I know they are staying at home, they're working from home. Uh, they don't even travel as they used to. They don't even walk outside of the house sometimes. So I think sometimes that, create another set of problems, you know, you know, some complaint, they put on some weight, you know, some uh, complaint that the energy level, it's just different, you know, so from your work, I know that you are good at analyzing things. So uh, what would you suggest? And how should we do like, um, reflect on our schedule right now, and to somehow, and how do we fit in uh, fitness to, to, um, you know, a busy schedule? Yeah, I, I think I think at first it's just acknowledging um, kind of how we started the show, acknowledging that, hey, um, there might be a problem um, if I'm just spending all my hours um, in my home office. Um, you know, what can I do to break out? Uh, and again, as I mentioned, it doesn't have to be grueling, but even if it's a, uh, you know, 15, 20 minute light workout four days a week. Um, and that could be yoga, that could be Pilates, that could be, again, resistance training or running um, or just anything hiking um, as some of the trails are open um, that allows you to, again, get, get physically um, active. Um, but yeah, first and foremost is uh, making sure that it's part of your schedule and, um, Again, it doesn't have to be lengthy um, and it can fit your schedule, you know, even if it's in the middle of the day, maybe you don't like to work out in the mornings, um, you have early morning calls or early morning, you know, meetings, you know, you could do that during lunchtime uh, for 20 minutes or what have you. Um, but whatever works best for you, but the key is definitely to carve out some time. And just like with anything, I think there's value, Swire, in putting it on your calendar um, so that you do have that <laughs> constant reminder um, to to make sure that it's a part of your day. Yeah, I like that. You know, especially I tried it myself, and I think it's useful. Is uh, every time I walk to the fridge to get something, or if I go to the bathroom, I do five push-ups, or maybe whatever that you do. Maybe every sales call that you make, or every phone call that you had with client. Afterwards, you do X amount of push-up or whatever favorite exercise that you do. Then you accumulate, 
right? So it, it, you know, if your goal is to dial 20 calls a day, then you have 100 push-ups in there ready. Right. So maybe tag along with some of the other activities that you do. So because you're going to make the quota that you have, you're going to make the commitment to your business, then just tag along something that you won't forget to do then. Great recommendation. I love it. Uh, just those little things, little goals, they add up. They really add up over time. Yeah. So thank you for, you know, jumping into that. It's a first, right? You know, I, I have a fitness expert. And so I got to ask you those questions. And thank you for, you know, giving yeah. us all the wonderful answer. So Eric, you know, I'm sure that every business is unique. And, you know, we have a different set of challenges as facing costs. So for a listener who might want to learn more about uh, your work, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way to contact me is is through LinkedIn. And Swire, I know that you've shared that um, information or will be sharing that information. Um, so that is the best way to, to contact me or by phone or by email. Uh, those three ways are the best ways to contact me. And I just want to reiterate with respect to our services, Swire, that our service is a no cost uh, contingency model. So there's zero risk to have us take a look at your bills. And in fact, the only requirement and time that it takes for you and your business is the time it takes to make copies or provide us with copies of your bills. So you don't have to be thinking, oh, this is just some big, some other project or another project. Well, the great thing is all you do is provide us with copies of your bills and we do the rest. We work for you. And again, it's a no cost uh, um, model in that uh, contingency model in that if we don't find any savings for you, there's absolutely no cost. If we do find savings, Swire, then we just ask that we share in those savings 50-50. So we keep it very simple um, and it allows us to work for you. We get on the same side of the table as you. Whenever we find something, you're always in control. We bring that to you and you give us the thumbs up or the thumbs down, whether we pursue the uh, the vendor for those savings and put that money back into your budget. So there's no risk. Okay. Thank you so much, Eric. You know, that definitely gives us a lot to think about. And then, you know, I'll put all the information in the show notes. And with that, you know, thank you for you know, being a great guest today, Eric. Thank you, Swire. Appreciate it.